Freedom is under assault as the new Biden administration has issued far more executive actions than previous presidents, combined with censorship from big tech and emboldened pressure from Marxist Antifa and BLM activists below in the streets. Today's special guests will discuss what the states can do to turn the tide and restore election integrity. This is Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us today to discuss what state governments can and should do to turn the tide on the radical Biden agenda, cancel culture, and voter fraud designed to neutralize Americans from resisting Marxism and tyranny is Representative Mike Hill of Florida. Representative Mike Hill, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you for having me, Christian. A far-left activist organization called Our Revolution sent an email out to their supporters in which they boasted how, as a direct result of our organizing, President Biden has signed an important executive order using Our Revolution's language. Now, in your estimation, would you say that the Biden administration is a Trojan horse for socialism and the radical Marxist policies of Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? There is no doubt that it is. And that was all anticipated. We saw what was going to happen even before he was elected. Uh, the, the Trump campaign team was trying to warn Americans that should uh, Biden-Harris get into office, that they were going to adhere to the radical left and their Marxist socialist agenda, which would do nothing but destroy this country. When you're talking about trying to control the means of production, um, free market capitalism takes a back seat. And that is the engine that drives this country is free market capitalism. So what are some actions that the state legislatures and even governors such as Ron DeSantis in your case um, can and should do to shield their states from some of the radical socialist and Marxist policies that could be coming down the pipeline from the White House, but also from the Pelosi-Schumer Democrat-controlled Congress? What they're going to need to do is exercise a little bit of courage because they have the legal authority, according to our Constitution, to nullify any actions that come from the federal government. The Tenth Amendment says that any power that has not been given to the federal government belongs to the states and to the people. So they are going to have to exert some courage. And when they see that an unconstitutional, clearly unconstitutional or overreaching edict, uh, executive order or law coming from Congress to the states, then we have the constitutional right, the authority and the ability to resist it and not adhere to it. And that is exactly what the Florida legislature and other states need to do. You know, we previously interviewed Trevor Loud, an anti-communist author and researcher, and he discussed how a network of pro-Chinese communist uh, voter registration and activist groups led by left roots and seed the vote helped to flip certain key battleground states from Republican and supporting Trump to electing Joe Biden. Shouldn't states take a more active role in rooting out any organizations that may have ties to foreign um, um, or the foreign countries that are interfering in our elections, especially if the federal government isn't doing anything about it? Oh, absolutely. Again, referring to our Constitution, 
uh, Article 1, Section 4, gives the power of how elections are to be held in states to the states, to the state legislative body. And there is no doubt, uh, first of all, that there was interference in this election. When I say no doubt, there has been evidence that has been submitted by the uh, Trump campaign team, which shows that there was interference in this election, not only interference, but we saw evidence, not accusation, evidence of widespread fraud taking place in several states, now the key battleground states. So Christian, in your question, you said how um, uh, these states flipped from Trump to Biden. I don't believe they ever flipped at all. Uh, I believe there was massive amount of fraud that was involved, that the election was stolen, I believe that, and that without them doing these illegal activities, that Trump would have won this election in a landslide, which I believe he did. Um, but back to your question again, yes, the states should make sure how the elections are being held, um, what type of voting machines are going to be used, uh, how ballots are going to be counted, and so forth. The states need to take a big active role in that. Now, a lot of people recall back in the year 2000, the presidential election between then Vice President Al Gore and Governor George W. Bush of Texas, and how the whole country was at a standstill waiting on Florida to tell us who the next president was going to be. So obviously, uh, Florida didn't have any problems that we know about this past election in 2020. Um, so what are some of the actions that Florida has taken that other states can take and learn from um, to mitigate voter fraud and to restore election integrity? Well, I'll, I'll tell you some interesting things that have happened in Florida. One, during the 2018 midterm elections, we had Senator Rick Scott, who was governor at that time, who was running for Senate, which he uh, actually won. But what we saw was widespread fraud and cheating taking place in two most populous counties in Florida, Miami-Dade and Broward. And what we were seeing was that these absentee ballots were arriving after the polls had closed. According to Florida election law, those were not to be counted. However, they were being counted anyway. And it was going, um, of course, uh, initially, Governor Rick Scott and also our current Governor DeSantis had a huge lead uh, in, in, the, in the counts. But as more uh, ballots were brought in, some by truckloads in U-Haul trucks being brought into these uh, supervisor of elections office in Broward and Miami-Dade counties, the vote started going the other way. At that time, it was going towards Senator Bill Nelson, and for the governor's race, it was going towards uh, Andrew Gillum. Well, Governor Rick Scott filed a lawsuit to stop that count from happening, and it did. But here's the key to all that. He then fired the supervisor of elections in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, and instead appointed um, honorable, honest people into those positions. What that did was, in this last election of 2020, the votes were counted properly. 
the cheating was held to a minimum. I'm not saying there was no cheating. There was. But it was held to a minimum so that President Trump was able to win Florida. The other thing which I will give Senator Rick Scott credit for is when he was governor, he was cleaning up our voting rolls. He was going through and removing those who uh, were dead, no longer lived in the state, um, uh, were not U.S. citizens. And then there was a group which uh, filed a lawsuit against Governor Scott at that time, and a federal judge ruled in their favor and told him to stop cleaning up the rolls. Governor Scott did do that. In my mind, he should have continued cleaning up the, ro the, the, the rolls. He should have told that judge, thank you very much for your opinion, but we are going to continue to do what is my constitutional authority and what is the right thing to do. So a combination of those things is why Florida did go for Trump. It was narrow. He, he only won it by 3%. But he did win Florida, and I believe it was because stopping the fraudulent acts happening in those two big counties, Miami-Dade and Broward. Um, so to follow up on that, what can states do where maybe they don't have a governor as good as Governor Scott or Governor Ron DeSantis? Let's say they have a left-wing governor that wants the cheating to occur, but they have a legislature that is in Republican hands. What are some actions that Republican lawmakers could do, in your estimation, to maybe move more in the direction of Florida? Well, what they can do is make sure, first of all, that laws are in place that will prevent election fraud. And that's perfectly doable. Uh, when I was in a legislature last session, we introduced legislation to stop ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting is when one individual or a group of individuals will gather ballots from several other people and then turn them in simultaneously. That is wrought with fraud. Uh, they can toss out ballots they don't like. They can add some from some other area. So we were trying to stop that in Florida. We could not get it passed last session. Hopefully it will in the near future, but that is just one measure that can be taken by state legislators as pass laws to stop election fraud, such as ballot harvesting, or making sure that the uh, counting machines that are the machines that are used to count the votes are uh, um, uh, secure and safe. Absolutely. Now, switching gears a little bit, President Trump wanted the federal government to declare Antifa to be a terrorist organization, a domestic terrorist organization. And now we're seeing a lot of liberal members of Congress saying that the rioters at the Capitol and that anyone who identifies with a conservative ideology is a potential domestic terrorist. Do you agree with President Trump that Antifa is or was a domestic terrorist organization that should be uh, treated as such? Well, the def yes, I do. The, the definition of terrorism is an act of terror or violence or the threat of terror or violence against civilians to achieve a political gain, a political motive. That is exactly what Antifa does. They use uh, violence against civilians to try and push their socialist Marxist agenda. It's almost an agenda of anarchy where they don't want government involved at all, which, of course, uh, doesn't work. What they want to do is uh, put that anarchy in place and then say, we have the solution to that anarchy, and here's our government, which is all controlling socialist Marxist government. So because they do fit the definition, 
of terrorist activity and a terrorist organization, yes, they should be declared as such and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And what do you think state governments uh, could do or should be doing if the federal government isn't doing anything about the Antifa problem? Well, actually, uh, Florida is taking a stand on that. Uh, kudos to Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, this legislative session, which is, will start in, in a month, uh, they have a, uh, an initiative before them, a bill, which will further strengthen our terrorism laws, that anyone who is involved in these acts of terror, whether it be Antifa or Black Lives Matter or any other radical group, and it doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right, if you are creating uh, violence, terror, to achieve a political goal, then we're going to strengthen our laws here in order to prosecute you and make sure that you uh, serve the full extent of your term should you be found guilty. So you would, uh, so you would add uh, Black Lives Matter along with Antifa as a subversive organization then? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen them in action. Even here in my uh, town of Pensacola, we have seen them where they will do violent acts and what I mean by violent acts is they will stand in roads. They will prevent people from getting to their destinations, whether it's to the work, hospital, or whatever. Um, they will threaten people with violence uh, should they try to even go around those roadblocks. That is terror. Black Lives Matter, and we have seen them demonstrate this in many other cities. There were riots in Florida after the George Floyd incident in Tampa and down in Miami, where they were lighting fire to, to businesses and to buildings and to uh, government institutions. So yes, Black Lives Matter is uh, a part of, I believe, should be declared a terrorist organization, just like Antifa. Now, and also speaking of attacks that have been going on, there's been attacks on free speech, from, especially from big tech and social media. For example, we've all heard about now how President Trump has been deplatformed from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and a whole host of, of social media platforms. And not just President Trump, but other conservative activists are being quite uh, are being um, sh you know shut down and and uh, censored on those media platforms. What can the states do to fight back, so to speak, against this big tech censorship and cancel culture. What is Governor DeSantis doing and uh, what can other legislators do? It's interesting. Uh, Governor DeSantis just very recently held a press conference where he is uh, taking action against those big tech companies that are censoring people because of their political speech or if they're an elected official. He has proposed up to a $100,000 a day fine for those companies that will silence, deplatform, or penalize someone who uh, is making a political speech, denying their free speech, our First Amendment rights. So uh, that has to be passed in the law, and I believe our Florida legislature is going to do that, and that's what other states can do. They can take actions to uh, allow individuals or companies to sue these big tech companies for violation of their First Amendment rights. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, Representative Mike Hill. Of course, we wish you all the best in the legislature, and we hope that many of these proposals that you have mentioned today will get passed and enacted into law. And of course, we wish also the best to Governor Ron DeSantis for taking the lead on many of these issues as well. Thank you, Representative Hill. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for having me. The John Birch Society encourages you to get involved in our Restore Election Integrity Action Project. Visit us at jbs.org forward slash vote. It's long past time to restore America's election integrity. Without fair elections, we don't have a free country. We also encourage you to take action by contacting your state legislators to urge them to increase vote counting transparency, promote in-person voting on election day only, and enact strong voter ID laws. You can do so with our Restore Election Integrity in the States Action Alert under Act Now and State Alert tabs. Until next week, preserve freedom and God bless.